Radio AI. Mm. Shh, come on. Mm. Hey, cut it out. You're messing me up. The public resource for artificial intelligence mm. literacy hey, by the people on, guys, who do AI. Come on now. Hi, welcome to the Radio AI Podcast on Software Agents. I'm your host, Cindy Mason. I've worked on AI and robotics, including much work on software agents at Stanford University, UC Berkeley, and NASA Ames. And I'll be your host today on this Radio AI Podcast on Software Agents. Hey Siri, wake up! Hello, Siri! Hey Siri, what time is it? The time is 11.49 a.m. Hey Siri, do you have a sense of humor? I taught a wolf to meditate. Now he's a werewolf. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks. That was Siri, a software agent, or a chatbot, on my cell phone. In this podcast, I'll be talking about something called software agents, and Siri is an example. Other buzzwords or terms that relate to software agent that you'll be hearing in the world, as well as in our podcast, chatbot, softbot, robots in the cloud, intelligent agents. A chatbot is a software agent that you interact with through either text or voice. A softbot is just a term for a software program that could run in a robot but often it doesn't have a chassis with it. A robot in the cloud is synonymous with softbot, so you tend to think of giving instructions or having a program, a softbot, executing through the internet, so it may be remotely located from where you're at. And the term intelligent agent is also synonymous with these. Usually it is simply short for intelligent software agent or intelligent softbot. It means that there's a software program that involves AI, pattern recognition, machine learning, perhaps decision-making, sensor analysis, and so on, that are working on your behalf. And this podcast will cover what is a software agent, what do we need to interact with it, and we'll give some real-world examples in detail. A software agent that is given the task of monitoring seismic activity in countries where there are treaties regulating nuclear tests. A big responsibility for both people and software agents. So let's get started. What is a software agent? It's a computer program with a job to do. Usually it's a helper like Siri on the iPhone or Alexa on Amazon Echo. But it could also be a piece of software that's designed to do a job on its own, as opposed to interacting with a person. Watson, for example, on the Jeopardy program in the World Championship, it beat the human Jeopardy champion. This could also be referred to as a software agent. The idea of the word agent, as in software agent, is like agency, like travel agency, or as in cleansing agent, the idea of an agent is that it acts on your behalf. So the travel agent does some 
homework and sets up tickets for you to travel. And a cleansing agent is something that might make scrubbing less needed. So you can brilliantly shine without so much trouble. Um, a software agent might also be like a butler or a companion or some other software program or task that's usually associated with a person. So it can be embodied. And by embodied, I mean it's in a physical chassis like a robot. Or it could work on the computer in the background, completely silently, without us really noticing it. Like a software that sifts through data, mining through data, looking for specific kinds of gems. A news gathering agent might be looking through announcements on the internet, say, and grab all the articles that match or relate to some of the things that you have said you're interested in. So it throws away the things that don't relate to what you're interested in, and it sorts the results that it gets and presents them to you. So it saves you from having to do this. So it's acting on your behalf to do this. A key idea in software agents is that it's working for you. So you can control turning it on and off or whether you use it at all. Um, sometimes these are called bots. People, people who program software agents think about things like how should the software agent interact with people? Should it use language like Alexa and Siri? Or should it use a graphical interface with menus and buttons or even a touchscreen? When should it talk? What is the way to handle requests that it's not programmed to do? These are things that a person who programs a software agent has to think about. Another aspect of programming a software agent is autonomy. Whether it should run only in partnership with a person, or would it be started and stopped by someone, but does its job on its own automatically without somebody continually interacting with it. So like autonomous means automatically. Like a house monitoring agent. It the house monitoring agent notices data constantly supplied by the windows, the doors, and other sensors in the house. Maybe the garage door, maybe the refrigerator. And it will send you a notification, say on your phone, your watch, or just in your browser, if something unusual occurs. Generally, an autonomous agent would perform some kind of job on an ongoing basis and notify a user only if it notices something unusual. I worked with a team of AI researchers at Lawrence Livermore National Lab to build a software agent that would look at seismic data. There were massive amounts of the seismic data because the problem we needed to solve meant we continuously collected data 24-7 from a seismic array. It, it was located near a nuclear test facility in Russia. And this seismic array was part of a treaty verification system to determine if and when a violation of a signed treaty occurred. The data from the seismic sensors picks up everything. Earthquakes, of course, earthquakes, trucks going by, even river ice breaking up in the spring. Looking what's happening seismically 24 hours a day, seven days a week, week after week, year after year, it's helpful to have a software agent that can sift through all this and send an alert when there's something to look closer at. Of course, this is also important for people to be looking at the data, and they can, and they do. So it's more like a partnership here. It's an assistant. The software agent acts as a helper. But imagine now that you want to have a global monitoring system, one that covers the entire planet. 
to look at all the seismic events occurring anywhere on the surface of the Earth. Here you will have software agents as a team that cooperate, helping each other by collecting and analyzing data together, sharing that data, requesting help sometimes from other software agents, confirming or denying what they think they saw if their data is a little bit noisy. This kind of agent-to-agent -agent help or agent-to-agent -agent interaction is called cooperative software agents. Cooperative software agents are an intriguing area of AI because here we're looking to create computational cooperation or teamwork. And to architect these kinds of agent systems, we need to understand how people cooperate. Examples of a cooperative agent system include a global network of automatic telescopes or a robot team to do off-world exploration. You've been listening to the Radio AI Podcast on Software Agents. This has been Cindy Mason for Radio AI. Stay tuned for more cool Radio AI podcasts. Thank <laughs> you.